Malaria control is difficult where there is intense year-round transmission of multiple species. What do the results from the latest clinical trial in Papua New Guinea tell us about treating this disease? You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment, Focus on Global Health. I'm Dr Mary Lushaz, your host, and joining me today from Perth, Australia, is Dr Tim Davis. Dr Davis is Professor of Medicine at the University of Western Australia. Today we're discussing the results from his clinical trial published in the latest New England Journal of Medicine of combination anti-malarial therapies in children from Papua New Guinea, or PNG. Welcome, Dr. Davis. Hi there. Now, can you tell me why you and your colleagues chose PNG for this particular trial? Well, PNG is a country where the transmission of malaria is very intense and there are multiple species. And in that situation, the people at risk of complications and death, young children and pregnant women, and clearly they're groups that you want to protect from the effects of the infection. It's also a country which has limited health care facilities, availability of drugs and personnel to treat people with malaria is very limited. The country is mountainous apart from on the coast and even on coastal areas there are quite remote communities. So malaria presents a big challenge in terms of its control and treatment at a community level. You mentioned that there are multiple species of malaria in Papua New Guinea. Can you give me the breakdown of the types? Well, obviously the most serious one is Plasmodium falciparum, which has the potential to kill people and cause complications such as cerebral malaria or coma. What percentage of patients in PNG have that type of malaria? That would be the majority of cases, especially in the areas in which we work on the north coast of the island. But there's also very brisk transmission of Plasmodium vivax. Now, although that's regarded as a benign malaria, we're learning more and more that it can produce complications and even contribute to fatalities. And we're recognising, for example, that repeated Vivax infections can predispose to chronic anemia and that on its own can cause quite significant morbidity. What sort of drug resistance to malaria exists in PNG? Well, the conventional drugs like chloroquine and Fansadar Fansadar, Sulfidox and Pyrimethamine combination, they've been used for some time now and where chloroquine has been used for many years, you get a situation where it doesn't work terribly well. In communities where there's brisk transmission, immunity starts to develop, but it's never sterilising immunity, it's only semi-immunity and it takes some years to develop. So that's why the young children and the pregnant women are most at risk of treatment failure. And the WHO over recent years has recognised that conventional therapies like chloroquine and Fansadar are no longer the answer and has recommended that we use artemisinin-based combination therapies as an alternative. Now, artemisinin, I don't know if your listeners know much about these drugs, but they're a Chinese herbal derivative from the wormwood plant. They've been used for thousands of years to treat fever. And about 30 years ago or more, Chinese chemists isolated the active ingredient, artemisinin, and have produced a couple of semi-synthetic derivatives, one of which is artemether, another one of which is artisanate. And they are very, very effective at getting rid of parasites quickly from people with any form of malaria. 
And the problem with these drugs is that although they're very good at initial treatment, they're less good at keeping the infection away and stopping later recurrences. So the WHO recommend that these drugs are combined with something else with a longer half-life that improves cure rates and hopefully protects the drug against the parasite developing resistance to it. And one of the combination therapies that is recommended is something called CoRTEM, uh, which in the West is known as Riomet, and that's the combination of Artemether and Lumefantrin. Lumefantrin is another Chinese drug that's a bit like uh, mefloquine or larium. And another one is Artekin, which is another artemisinin derivative. This one's got a longer name, dihydroartemisinin, and that's combined with a chloroquine-like drug called piperaquine, which was also developed by the Chinese. So most of the artemisinin combination therapies have come from Chinese drugs, but they're very effective, and the WHO now recommends that they're used first line in countries where Plasmodium falciparum is the predominant species. That having been said, chloroquine-resistant Vivax malaria is an emerging problem. It was actually first described in the 60s in Papua New Guinea, and there are areas of the world, such as PNG, where we frequently see treatment failure uh, with uh, with drugs like chloroquine. And the the artemisinin combination therapies can be used against Vivax in this situation. So the scene, our clinical trial, was that we knew that chloroquine, in this case combined with Fansadar as a three-drug treatment, was failing, uh, that there were children who were not responding, who were getting recurrent infections and presenting well for retreatment. And we were also aware that the WHO were wanting to recommend artemisinin combination therapies, but we needed the information before the cost and administrative hassle associated with a countrywide change of treatment could be justified. So that's why we did the trial. If you're just joining us, you're listening to a special segment Focus on Global Health on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr Mary Lushaz, your host, and I'm speaking today with Dr Tim Davis from Perth, Australia. We're discussing the clinical trial of combination anti-malarial therapies in children from PNG, Papua New Guinea, that's just been published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Dr Davis, when did this trial take place? Well, it took place between 2004-2007. We were working in two areas on the north coast of PNG, one in a place called the CPEC, which is a little bit west of our second site, which is very near the regional centre of Madang. And there are two areas where we see a lot of childhood malaria and where we know that chloroquine and fansadar resistance is well established. So we screened almost 3,000 children between the ages of six months and five years and there were certain entry criteria to get into the trial. They couldn't be treated with any of the study drugs. They had to have a detectable and reasonable level of parasites in the blood. They had to have a history of fever and that sort of condition. And we ended up with about 750. About two-thirds of those had falciparum malaria and about a third had Vivax. And we assigned them to either conventional treatment with chloroconfansadar or to coartem or to artican, the two artemisinin combination therapies I've mentioned. And we also had an arm where we gave artesianate, one of these artemisinin drugs, with fansadar as another way of trying to combine an artemisinin derivative with a well-tolerated and conventional therapy. So we had four arms in each of the two species, 
Uh, we gave the children treatment after the diagnostic confirmation and assessment to make sure they didn't have any complications. And then we tracked them over 42 days with regular assessments and we assessed them with clinical examination, including an auxiliary temperature, and also did a blood smear to see whether the parasites had returned. So that's the basic study design. It's the one that the WHO recommends. And where we found a recurrent falciparum malaria on a blood smear with or without symptoms, we would then do molecular analysis to try and estimate whether this was a new infection or whether this was the original infection having come back. And that's quite an important differentiation because obviously a new infection does not necessarily mean treatment failure, whereas if that parasite on a molecular level seems to be the one with which the child originally presented, then that is pretty good evidence that the drug combination has failed. So that's the basic study design. Now, what were the results of the study? Well, we were expecting that the two artemisinin combination therapies would give us cure rates probably greater than 95% at 42 days and that the chloroquine fancidar would probably give us a treatment success rate of 80%, a failure rate of 20% at 42 days. The artesianate fancidar, we put that in because some people would argue that it's probably a bit cheaper therapy than the other two ACTs and we were expecting a sort of intermediate failure rate with that combination therapy. In the end, we did find that the chloroquine fancidar had the lowest treatment success rate in the falciparum patients. That was, again, a low rate, well below the 95% cut point where you really need to have to continue using the therapy. Artemethalumafantrin, or CoRTEM, was the best at 42 days. That had a 95.2% treatment success. Much to our surprise, the Articin, the dihydroartemisin and piperiquin, was not as good as we thought. It was below the 95%. In fact, it was 88% at 42 days. This was a bit of a surprise to us, given how good the drug combination had been in a variety of other endemic countries. The artesianate vansadar combination therapy was about 85% successful at the 42 days, and the chloroquine vansadar was the lowest. So that seemed to support what the WHO was recommending, that CoRTEM was a good choice for falciparum malaria. But we were surprised by the relatively low success rate of the Articon ACT treatment. And again, there was enough data there for us to suggest to the PNG health authorities, which they've now done, that chloroquine fancidar should be dropped from their treatment regimen and CoRTEM adopted. Now, with Vivax, the story was quite different. A lot of children got Vivax malaria during follow-up, and with this parasite, we can't really determine, based on current methods, whether the parasite we're looking at in the follow-up period is the same as the one at time of treatment or whether it's a new infection. So we can't differentiate recrudescences from reinfections. But about a third of children in the Articon group, which was the most successful treatment for Vivax malaria redeveloped Vivax malaria during the 42 days and this failure rate was double in the other three groups including CoRTEM. So most children with CoRTEM redeveloped Vivax malaria during follow-up and although a lot of these cases were not clinical failures, the children were well, didn't have fever, there were parasites on the blood smear and 
they can contribute to complications such as anemia and chronic ill health. So in this area, although you might say that coartem is indicated because it has the highest activity against the potentially lethal falciparum malaria, it wasn't very good against the Vioax malaria in the area. Articen, the other ACT, was not all that good against falciparum, but was the best by quite a long way against Vivax. So quite a complex set of findings, and one that suggests that we need to look at other therapies because there's no single treatment or combination treatment that fits the epidemiological circumstances. Well, my thanks to you, Dr. Tim Davis, for being our guest today. We've been discussing the results of his clinical trial of combination antimalarial therapies in children in Papua New Guinea. I'm Dr. Mary Lushars. You've been listening to a special segment, Focus on Global Medicine, on ReachMDXM160, the channel for medical professionals. Thank you for listening. <laughs>